the same day that I picked up my A-level results, I drove straight to Paddle's first office for our very first day at Paddle. The reason why a SaaS company should either win or lose shouldn't be how well they've invested in some of their billing infrastructure or whether they've done that right or not. It should be on the quality of the product and the value that they're delivering. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. Still at SaaS Talk in Dublin, where we meet Harrison Rose, co-founder and chief customer officer of Paddle, a company that has tripled its revenue every year since its founding in 2012. And in this episode, we'll learn all about how he united with Christian Owens, fellow co-founder and CEO, to build this amazing startup right out of school. This is 14 Minutes of SaaS coming to you from SaaS Talk in Dublin in front of a live audience. We've got Harrison Rose, who's the co-founder and chief customer officer of Paddle, subscription and commerce platform for SaaS and other software businesses. Hopefully I've described it correctly. <laughs> um, we're delighted to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, great to be here. How's SaaS talk been for you so far? Fantastic. We're right at the end of the conference. I've spent the last 15 minutes Ging my team up um, and I'm dosed up on cold and flu medicine, so it could not be better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So the first thing I've got to ask you, and I know in your case it's not rude, what age are you? 25. You're 25. Although the grey hairs I'm slowly getting might, might tell you otherwise. I blame Paddle exclusively for those. <laughs> so, quickly calculating in my head, that tells me that you came straight from doing your A-levels in Cheltenham College? Uh, not Cheltenham, uh, A-levels at Bedford. Bedford. Uh, Bedford Modern School. But the, the same day that I picked up my A-level results, I drove straight to Paddle's first office for our very first day at Paddle. Christian and I, the CEO and other founder, had worked together before, but our very first official day at Paddle was the same day I, I picked up those results, which is pretty mad. Wow. Yeah. Well, take us back a little bit mm -hmm. before that and tell me a little bit about who you are. Two minutes maybe, your childhood, growing up, your influences. Yeah. Give us a little bit of flavor of who you are before we jump sure, into sure, what you do. Sure, sure, uh, Yep, yeah, so I was born and raised in Hertfordshire. Um, I, m most of my life is Paddle, like, to be honest with you. We've, we've been doing this for uh, nearly eight years, seven years. Okay. It, it, they all blur. Um, I, I went to school in Hertfordshire. I went to many different schools, about five, in fact. Uh, don't worry, I didn't do anything wrong. We're not going to get any, any spoilers or anything to worry about here. Um, uh, stuck around a bit for modern, did my A-levels there. Interested in all the very generic and boring things I think someone of my age is probably interested in. Um, yeah. So the so the the ex assisted head uh, of of one of the places you went to said you uh, set up a successful graphics yeah. delivery company as a kid. Mm -hmm. So you were an entrepreneur even before Paddle, am I right? Yeah. So Christian, who I now work with at Paddle, who's our CEO and founder, um, was actually due to hire my best friend um, whilst we were at school. At the time, he was running some fledgling, failing affiliate marketing company. I was trying my hand at graphic design. I dread to think what those things look like now. I'd, I'd hate to, to pull those back up again. Um, but I ended up joining Christian at the time as someone who was entrepreneurial and wanted to get involved in business um, and I haven't looked back, really. So how did you and or Christian Owens, uh, your co-founder, mm -hmm. come across the initial problem yeah. that Paddle was to address? Yeah, and I'm glad you say problem there because we certainly got the solution wrong initially. So Christian was building software himself. 
Um, and he certainly much more enjoyed and was much better at building it than he was actually selling it. Um, he brought me in to assist in that uh, effectively, both helping him self-software more effectively and others too. Um, we realized quite quickly that this is really hard for a lot of people and actually quite a big problem. Um, and it was our initial hypothesis that marketplaces actually help people sell software. They drive customers for you, they handle payments for you, they allow you to sell globally, handle tax for you, fraud, all, all of these things that maybe you take for granted. So we tried at hand at launching a marketplace um, in order to help people sell what was at the time actually all, all sorts of digital content, games, eBooks, etc. Uh, Chris and I have since made the joke that having launched that marketplace and having AA game titles like FIFA, 100,000 eBooks, all, all sorts of things on this marketplace that we'd have literally sold more content going door to door. Like we, la we launched in a very, like in December many years ago, made no sales for like a month and we're like, surely this, this is not what's gonna happen, right? <laughs> um, at some point we realized that people didn't want another marketplace and competing with Amazon, all the app stores, etc. wasn't a smart idea, but there was a need for the infrastructure we built out to, to help software companies. Okay, and you, you market Paddle as a, an all-in-one platform mm -hmm. and partner solution. Yeah. Um, can, you give, can you explain uh, what, you, you know, what you're encapsulating there when you describe it that way? Absolutely. Um, so we, we refer to ourselves as a SaaS commerce platform. So it's our focus really on helping software businesses both run and grow, and both of those things are really important. And by run, we mean removing all the operational burden out of selling software. So we handle things like checkout, payments, recurring billing, tax and fraud, to name but a few. And then on the grow piece, it's utilizing all the data that we collect on your SaaS business and the SaaS businesses on the platform in total to help inform things like pricing strategy and, and your go-to-market and really helping them grow revenues and, and grow their business. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, you seem to cover two or three different bases there. Mm -hmm. uh, who would your immediate competition be? So, the most common way in which SaaS businesses are running today isn't in using a direct competitor of ours. And, and as you're saying, it's normally cobbling together a number of different tools and services in addition to a number of internal jobs, actually. Um, okay. And typically, we are well, centralizing what it is that we're doing. We're trying to be a full stack commerce platform rather than having to integrate, pay for, and, and manage this disparate set of services um, and not enjoy doing so and hate doing so. Usually, we're trying to just be the, the one platform they can use to actually run their business. And, and can you give me an idea of what sort of growth trajectory you've had over the last year or two? Uh, we've been growing very fast. I think we were named the fastest growing software company uh, twice recently by Deloitte. Um, wow. We like hired 100 people in 2018. It's been a pretty mad journey, hence those gray hairs. I, I try to look forward as best I can rather I than even, back. I can't even see them. I don't look at hair anymore. This, this giant headset, I mean, it's, it's great. It's great <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the, that next stage of growth. I'm, I'm heading out to New York um, to open our first US office just next month. So yeah, to try and keep myself looking forward uh, as, as best I can. And in your UK office, uh, the team is co-located. They work together in the same office. Yeah, we have a handful of remote people, but there's about uh, 130 people in the office in London, and then 20-ish kind of spread around here. Now, uh, your title changed from running sales and customer success mm -hmm. uh, to chief customer officer. Mm -hmm. Did anything actually change? Yeah, 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 I promise. <laughs> um, so I ran the sales and success team at Paddle for six years. Um, I, I probably, on reflection, should have hired some much more senior, more intelligent people than me to help with that a little bit earlier in the process. Um, we certainly did that on product and engineering a lot earlier. Um, in yeah, around six, uh, a year ago, we hired a VP success and a VP sales, 
um, who I was able to give some of that responsibility to and allow them to run the functions. And then they reported up into me. And it was at that time that we kind of had the title change. It, in reality and truthfully, my title has been something we've kind of half made up like for many, many years all over the place, um, just helping go to market in the commercial teams run. At one point on a business card, I just had the title Big Hair. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah, hopefully that, that makes some sense. And your, your uh, sweet spot customer, I mean, uh, do, do you have more SMBs or do you sell into the enterprise as well? Yeah. Or how's that working for you? Yeah, it's quite an interesting question. So when we first set out with Paddle, having never done this for the first time and, and speaking to a lot of software companies, we focus first and foremost on, on relatively small businesses, trying to give them the infrastructure in which they needed in order to get off the ground and go to market however they wanted. Um, assuming that at some scale and at some stage, you have the internal resource to be able to do this stuff yourselves. And it turns out we were wrong. Um, these days we're working with businesses in the tens of millions of dollars in annual revenues. Um, and funnily enough, they don't want to spend time building out uh, billing management or tax infrastructure or preventing fraud because it's not probably what they got in the, what, it's not what they started their business to do, right? Yeah. It, it's just a necessary thing they have to do in order to monetize, which is also pretty important to most businesses. Yeah. Uh, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> but so the sweet spot these days are customers probably doing somewhere between uh, $3 million in annual revenue up to about $30 million in annual revenue. Um, we work with all different types of software company, but are really focused and doubling down on those in B2B SaaS right now. Okay, very good. So SaaStock is a perfect place for you guys yeah. to be. Um, and uh, you know, what would your vision be for the next two to three years looking forward with Paddle? Where do you see yourselves going? Yeah, I think we're doing a really good job at the moment of removing some of those burdens of selling software for people. Um, we strongly believe that we make that a lot easier and we increase, or we'll level the playing field, I actually think, for a lot of different SaaS companies. The reason a SaaS company um, should, well, the reason why a SaaS company should either win or lose shouldn't be how well they've invested in some of their billing infrastructure or whether they've done that right or not. It should be on the quality of the product and the value that they're delivering. And I think we're doing a good job of leveling that playing field through our infrastructure. I think the real focus for me personally will be for us in the, ne in the next couple of years on how do we continue to do that, but also much more and more so invest in how we're growing the revenues of these businesses as well. In providing them with this infrastructure from day one, the speed at which they can enter new markets or move up market and internationalize should be much faster and they should be able to do so much more effectively. And I'm really interested and excited to see what impact that has for many, many software businesses over the next couple of years, having worked with, with quite a number already um, and also utilizing the ever-increasing data set we have on SaaS commerce businesses, both successful and unsuccessful, and using that data to inform how it is they're going to market and growing their businesses. Oh, very really, good. really thinking about that. Okay, so big data play. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I assume some of your payment is through transactions and some of it is recurring revenue, is that correct? Uh, at the moment, it's just a transaction fee. Okay, um, do, you, do, you look, do you see yourselves moving towards a more recurring revenue type of play or having something in that domain? Not for the foreseeable. I think we're in a really exciting position whereby at the moment we make money when you as a seller make money, right? Um, which is helpful for them because they're not paying for something that they're not getting value from. But more importantly, when it comes to actually growing the revenues of these sellers, when I make a suggestion to a seller that they should change their pricing in a region, or actually I think that they should change their value metric and per seat billing makes a lot of sense for them because of the potential they have in B2B, because we only to make money when they make money, 
they take those suggestions with real credibility. Yeah. And yeah. we're not trying to flog them an extra couple of seats to increase our LTV on that customer. We generally are making suggestions to this business because we think it's going to impact their revenue revenue positively. And if it was a bad suggestion, that's going to negatively impact us too. So I really like that alignment right now with, with the customer. Yeah. Um, so for the foreseeable, I don't see that changing. Okay. Any uh, recently acquired iconic customers uh, on your books? Many, gladly. Um, the customer I personally have worked really closely with um, and really enjoy working with and, and really fit into how we see software companies running the future is a, is a company called Framer, based out of Amsterdam. Okay. And it's been an amazing journey with those folks, moving them from a perpetually licensed desktop product to a cloud-based subscription product that was sold to individual designers initially. It's a, it's a prototyping tool based out of Amsterdam. Then having really successfully sold to a huge number of individual designers as this product-led growth track, we then help them move over to this kind of per seat billing model, which is much more applicable when selling to businesses. They've been able to continue to scale that self-serve model that is true and that all of us recognize, whilst now also really effectively being able to start selling into these bigger businesses and are doing six-figure deals with names that we, we all know. Brilliant. And, and allowing them to go on that journey without them ever having to invest in tooling or internal jobs to do this. They've got a single person in buyer support because we take up so much, of, well, handle so much of that work for them. Um, never had to have hired anyone in tax in, in their finance team. Being able to remove all this operational burden for them, but actually accelerate the speed at which they can go on that journey, selling to those different type of customers, is really exciting for me. And I look forward to being a part of that story for many other SaaS businesses. More than happy to sit in the background, let those guys go and build amazing things which change our lives for the better and just ensure they have the tools and on which they can, they can go and do that. In the next episode, the concluding one of a two episode conversation with Harrison Rose, he'll tell us how Paddle is going to market and how it plans to scale into the future. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thank you to Ketsu for music provided under a Creative Commons license. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoy the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating. Thank you.